everybody. My name is Paul Hearn. And I'm Paul Summers. And you are listening to your Classical Coffee Break. You know, Mr. Summers, we have people listening to us all around the country and just wanted to shout yeah. out some of the names Great. of places that uh, listen to us a lot, like Baltimore, Maryland, Brookline, Massachusetts, St. Paul, Minnesota, Clearwater, Florida, the oh, winter home of the Philadelphia Phillies, Yeah, uh, Mountain View, California, Ellensburg, Washington, State College, Pennsylvania. We have yep. friends up there. We do. Kansas City, Missouri. Yes, <laughs> Missouri. Missouri, uh, Arlington, Virginia, and uh, two places to get great coffee, San Francisco, San Francisco, California, and Seattle, Washington. I, I could almost feel those before you said them. <laughs> yes, right. Well, what else can yeah. you do in a cold, foggy day except uh, drink espresso? I think so. <laughs> so we were looking at— oh, By the way, with sourdough bread on the side. <laughs> and they try to make it on the East Coast. And, uh, my, my wife, who went to school in San Francisco, mm-hmm. uh, makes— Pretty darn good wow. sourdough, Excellent. but um, that's that's clearly transported across the the continent. Mm. Uh, so anyway, well, last time we were talking about hidden messages, and we looked at a podcast called Hi Fi Nation that talked about some of uh, an illusion, almost a, a music illusion, and that was in Tchaikovsky's Symphony Number no. Six, which got us to talking about other perhaps hidden messages or yeah. hidden. The, what was written by the composers that we might not have heard, but yes. was in there for a reason, particularly for themselves. And and perhaps now that we're mentioning some of them, the, you, you end up hearing them when you hear them, or at least you know to sort of try to maybe hook onto it. Uh, you, for instance, we mentioned looking for S-shapes in Sibelius, mm-hmm. as he signed it with a, a, sort of a nice little, like a seal. But in any case... Um, what we've got here now um, is, um, yes, the case of, of Bach, who is actually fairly well known for doing some of this. Uh, for instance, it's fairly well known that he was acutely aware that his name, B-A-C-H, could be written out in music. That only makes sense if you understand that in German— H, ha, is the same thing as what we call B. Uh. And what we, when when they call it B, B, that to us means B flat. Ah, uh, so it's B flat is the a, first part so of So it's actually name. B flat, A, C, H, which is, B, which is B natural. Okay. So this tune spells Bach. No, no, no. That's it, and so and it's it's two half. It's a half step, and then up a minor third, and then another half step going down. So, and he knew that. So there's um, something that he composed, which is called the Art of the Fugue, and it's oh, it's it's wonderful, extraordinary piece of music. It just has many parts to it, and. Yet, here's an interesting thing. As we listen to the art of the fugue, just a little bit, I'll start it in the middle. It may even sound like nonsense because it's such a complicated piece. But all of a sudden, we're going to hear out of this piece, which I'm trying to think the tune. uh, I 
think that's the main fugue subject, the art of the fugue. But listen to what's going on. This is late in, in the last part of this thing. It's like, like the, almost the apotheosis of the fugue. Listen to what he's done, and then all of a sudden, you'll hear something that he introduces. And there it was, B-A-C-H, all of a sudden. See, mm. now he begins using his name that he's now managed to insert into this piece which doesn't use B-A-C-H before. Again, you see. Now that time he did it. He did it. Uh, he did it upside down. Hmm. He said, "We're back." Hmm. Now, if you don't know what B A C H sounds like, you just hear it as being part of an intricate fugue. Listen. And he stopped writing the piece right then. Hmm. He said it, this wasn't like the last thing he composed by a long shot. So what's happened is that you can tell that the whole art of the fugue, it's almost as if he had planned to finally sign it. Since it's uh, with B-A-C-H, since writing fugues is what he's now almost best known for. Wrote plenty of things that aren't fugues, but oh man, did he write fugues! Mm. So and, and, and so you play that again, that ending yeah. again, because it the, he just stops. Yeah, he it just it just yeah, he just stops, and it's like he said, okay, I got to my goal. I introduced my name, and I've signed it off now. Now, mm. now it's done. Even though it isn't done, <laughs> as it were, it's there's and and plenty of people have have. Uh, tried to compose the rest of the fugue. Yes, right, I would assume. Yeah. Let's but. just hear that. The cello there was playing reference to the main tune, but here. That's hmm. it. Hmm. He's done with it. I've, I've, I've got my name in, okay? I've, I've got nothing more to say now. Hmm. In other words, it's my old contention that composing is a game. And for him, the game was, I'm going to write something that's really great. It's going to, it's going to be the kind of thing that I just love doing that I've done hundreds of times, and I'm going to sign it. And when I can get to the point where I get my name in, game over. Hmm. The game wasn't to finish the piece. It was to find a way of finally signing his name right in the music, hmm. in, 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 his, in one of his greatest endeavors. How long is the piece? Oh, the whole art of the the whole art of the fugues. Yeah. Gosh, I don't know how long it would actually take. I guess if you did the whole thing, it 
it's certainly the second half of a program. Mm, really? I mean, it's it's oh, it's forty minutes, forty five, maybe you know, <laughs> big. And, and it just stops it. Like and that. he just finally says, "I'm done." Wow. <laughs> you know, huh. which is which That's is, kind of bold. It is. It's very bold. And we're gonna. It's 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 really an astonishing thing to do. Now, here's something else. You wouldn't want to end an entire program like that, would you? I well, mean, just f- for a dramatic sake, just a sort of. You might actually. Uh, it, but okay. it, it's. I mean, if if see the thing is that people nowadays who know the art of the fugue, right, know what's going to happen. Everybody right. knows that's what that's how it ends. So unless you're going to hear somebody's finishing, in which case that might be interesting, mm. then people are just waiting almost for to hear the dee da 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 and how he plays with it for a while and then it they're waiting they they, they just love the fact that it doesn't end hmm. that he says game's over hmm. <laughs> you know interesting <laughs> but it's it, but but the whole idea of having bach like that uh, is is something which um if you went to that concert and didn't know that You'd be scratching your head, right? Right. See, and so that's sort of we're giving you, the, we're giving you the answer to some head scratchers here. Okay. Okay. Now here's one. This is I'm just going to tell you, and if you can count, if you want. Now you have to understand that in box time, uh, one was considered to be uh, a prime number, and also J and I were considered to be the same letter. If mm-hmm. you, you counted them. All is the same letter. Mm. So here's what happens is you have using A equals 1, B equals 2, and so on like that. If you go J, S, B, A, C, H, it all comes out to equal 41. Okay. And B, A, C, H comes out to 14. So Bach just loved Mm. that that B, A, C, H is 14, and then you— and then you do the reverse of it, which would be called the retrograde, and that's J S B A C H. He just that would have just he would have been just floating around, just loving that. But in any case, he more often signs music with a number, either fourteen or forty-one. And if you don't know for that, if you don't know to listen for that, um. Then, uh, then, well, you won't hear it, that's for sure. But here, I'll just give you away this. This is the beginning of the St. Matthew Passion. I mean, the beginning. What happens is, <coughs> he's throwing in a couple, but here's what it does. The bass line, cellos and basses, does mm-hmm. this. Over and over. It's what's mm. called a pedal point. It means if you put your foot on one pedal on an organ, pedal, that's why it's pedal point. And then you just keep on hitting that pedal, that one pedal over and over. He does it so that there it counts up to 41. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, etc. The mm. 41. And then after he hits 41, and then it goes. that is is immediately after this 41 he signs the piece at the beginning he says this is me j s bach this is what i believe 
Mm. He's going to tell the story of the crucifixion of Jesus. Mm. That's what this whole piece is, over two hours of music. And so he starts by signing his name, 41 E's. And for him, E is the crucifixion key. Hmm. Why so? Well, I'm not sure. Is there a sound? I well, mean, what's this? well, well. of course, E, this is this. That's how he's playing. Hmm. But the thing is, I'm wondering, I speculate that a capital E hmm. can be dismembered and if you if it if you consider it made of of one two three four sticks of wood, then you can reassemble it into a cross. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. You see, right? And so that's one possibility. I think. Also, it stands for earthly. The crucifixion is something that that people on earth do. Mm. It's a sinful earth, if you will. Mm. And of course, E is erdlich, which means earthly. Just as it means earth, you know, the E for earthly in, in hmm. English too. Interesting. So I'm 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 guessing that part. Right. But he's using but he often uses E. Can we hear that? Can I was gonna play it. Yeah, I was I'm, I was about to do that when we got sidetracked on Y E. <laughs> but anyway, but here's the piece. Listen to this, and it'll be going faster than I just but if you want to count forty one E's, you'll hear it. Prayer rising, hear it. Mm. That's really lovely. Isn't that fabulous? It really is, yeah. Then he refers to it, but it doesn't count out. But it doesn't count out the 41, just that opening. Now, in this piece, there are two orchestras and two choruses. And they they bounce back and forth. And it's he's obviously trying to paint some picture, either of... Uh, is it the two natures? Is he using two because... It's this is about Jesus, the second mm. part of the Trinity, oh, yeah. or is he saying good and bad? What, what there's a duality he's going for. Now, there's one other thing in the St. Matthew Passion that I really uh want to or two things, but it has to do with how he paints the cross when he's talking about crucifixion. One is. Now, again, like I did before when we were talking about S's last week with Sibelius, but listen to this. If you draw on a page notes that are going like this, one would be a line going up and immediately a line going down. Mm. Now, they make sort of a, an upside-down V. Mm-hmm. But if you then extend both of those lines upward, they make a cross on the page. So he loves to go 
and, and going, is a, he's painting across half of it on the page when he's talking about crucifixion. And then another thing that's incredible, and this is something you might, now that you know to listen to it, you might hear a line that goes da-da-da-da and say, oh, he's doing crosses. You could also hear it in a piece of chamber music, and it wouldn't mean that at all. But mm. in, in this context, it could. But here's one you'd be hard-pressed to catch, but it's there. And that's when he does something that's called crossing voices. Crossing voices is when you actually have a soprano line below the alto line. Okay. So that you have the soprano, the altos above the sopranos. So they've got, so here's a good example of that. Um, and then right here is the, there's the soprano line and here's the alto. You see, and then he goes right back. So he, he'll bring one of the voices below its lower neighbor. And so now the voices have crossed. And he does that right in the middle mm. of talking about... Do you have an example of that? I'm about to play it. Good. <laughs> I do, but I wouldn't assume... series one thing. I, but Experiencing I, I, well, it. The is thing another. is, in this case, I thought it would be easier to hear it if you got the theory up front, I, I appreciate know? that. So here's here's him doing that. We'll we'll get there. You'll hear it. This is a little bit of the lead-in by the evangelist. Now see, you can't hear the voice crossing. A way of knowing it. It ends up being, it's just in there. Mm -hmm. It's his game. He's playing the game and doing something Could private. You play that again? Yeah. Now you can hear the shape one where it goes dee da da ba ba da. Right, right. And you can picture how that could, if you extend both of those lines, you'll get across. But right. but to hear the voices crossing, uh, lots of luck. I don't think it's, I don't think you can do that. Tell me when it crosses. Yes. Just that lower, that lower note. But that is, adds a, a dynamism oh, to it, it does. too. Oh, sure. So nothing that he does that's hidden or it describes himself in this works against the art. No, not at all. Yeah. No. It, it, so this is completely fun. Oh. It's, in a way. I, in its own way. Yeah, sure. Or, or a way of shaping yeah. something dramatic. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. In, in, in making that cross that you can sort of picture and ha dee da 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 and th that low note making a cross is his own little clever, this is kind of fun to have made this happen. Right, right. But y you don't necessarily hear it. If you're singing, if you're in the if chorus, you're if you're right. in the chorus, you're going to go, you just <laughs> crossed is, voices with the other guy. And maybe you'll get it, you know? Yes. <laughs> you see? But anyway, it's, it, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing to know that he's in there doing that. Now, um, 
You want? Do you think we should talk about uh, Encoda here? We'll go right ahead. I think I'd like to, because uh, that's our sponsor. Uh, classical uh, Coffee Break. Classical Coffee Break is brought to you by Encoda, which is an app for musicians that offers a library of digital sheet music on subscription like Spotify or Netflix or any other streaming service you can think of, users can access their favorite works from the complete sales and hire a rental catalogs of over 100 leading music publishers, totaling, oh, probably over 110,000 titles. You can curate personal playlists to practice and perform from. You can upload your own scores and shape your markings with other users. So find Encoda N-K-O-D-A, on your app store today. That's N-K-O-D-A. We really appreciate their support. Well, thank you, Mr. Summers. Now, Bach is generally known for a lot of hidden messages. Well, and here's you've, one. you've reached all of them. You've explained <laughs> all of them. Uh, all of them. Right now, I don't think so. No, <laughs> no actually, yeah. Um, let me just give you one quickie. Okay. Um, and that is... He wrote a, a mass in B minor, and I in might it, have heard of that. yes, it's only some people refer to it as the greatest, uh, the greatest uh, testament to Western civilization mm, ever created. I think you said that. Um, well, I'm not the only one. <laughs> Believe me, uh, I, I knew a guy who had no interest in it musically. He was a guitarist. Huh. And he said, the, the B minor mass is the greatest testament to Western civilization with apologies to Leonardo. <laughs> but he really meant it. But in any case, here's what you have, is you have the, the, the Kyrie that opens the B minor mass. That's it. Now, it's a great fugue tune because it's recognizable. Begins with the thing, but listen to what it is. What it is, it is the same pitch three times. Now, mind you, he lives in the world of the Trinity. Mm-hmm. I've heard some people say, well, you could do this number game with the I Ching. Well, you could, but you know what? Bach wasn't doing the I Ching. He was doing, <laughs> he was doing Christian... Symbolism <laughs> right. as he knew it. So get, here's what you have: is you have, and then the second note is short. That's like the earthly life of of mm-hmm. Jesus. So it goes, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. Short long. Okay. So the first thing you get in the in the fugue is just immediately a representation of the Holy Trinity. Then you get. Now, you see, it's pairs, so that's right away Jesus again, second part of the... But it's five different pairings. Five. Hmm. Five wounds of Christ on the cross. And then, Hmm. this doesn't... It's a little harder to catch this one. And in that little passage, there are seven different notes. Some are repeated, but not many. And it's just basically seven different pitches 
And it's, of course, it's the third part of the Trinity. It's the seven gifts of the Spirit. So he even builds a degree of Christian symbolism into the fugue subject. Hmm. Astonishing. It is. Hmm. Do you have that to play? Here's, I'll play the introduction, which is all the stuff I just talked about yes. in that fugue subject, taken apart and stacked on top of each other just to get an introduction. And then it begins. Uh, I've analyzed and shown how each part is actually playing part of that fugue subject in one way or another. But anyway, listen to this. just talked about. Three. Pairs. And now, the seven different pitches, although I think nine used. Hmm. And that now becomes the basis of the whole, this whole incredible beginning to the B minor mass is this Kyrie which uses that tune exclusively. Speaking of fugues, as we did earlier, it's a fugue, mm. <laughs> you know. And now, we'll just let the chorus come in, and then we'll say goodbye, I think. But... it so you can hear da 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 and then dia dia the twos Thank you so much, Mr. Summers, for uh, some hidden messages in Bach. And uh, 
We'll look for some more hidden messages, I think, next time out. Okay, it's right. a deal. I think we can do that. All right, until next time. I'll see you. Your Classical Coffee Break is brought to you by Morris River Press, award-winning elite publishers of the music of Robert Russell Bennett, Philip Dietrich, and Paul Summers. You can find our catalog at morrisriverpress.com and Theater Presser Company at presser.com. Production for this program is partially sponsored by CAS Music Productions, casmusic.com, providing music recording and production around the world. Engineers Chris Sorazi and Nathan Terry.